Fuego Pizza presents S-D-P-P, the Steve Dangle Podcast, with your hosts, Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake. Let's go! All right, welcome to it. The very first and first of probably many remote Steve Dangle Podcasts. Uh, Steve Dangle joining us from uh, the Blue Room at, in Oshawa. Jesse yep. joining us from a Random Room. Where are you, Jesse? He's somewhere, and I am in. <laughs> and I am in uh, the home studio we have set up here with uh, Virgin Radio as well. So, um, you know, obviously with everything going on, we knew we had to uh, go the social distancing route. And I don't think that uh, we've ever done a show this far apart. Uh, and we're doing it over FaceTime as well. So, uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Obviously, um, things are going to be different for a while, but the show goes on. And you know, I, I think, um, I mean. I don't even know where to start. I mean, like, I, I'm so grateful for the Wiggles because my daughter is completely <laughs> transfixed. That's really the main priority in my life right now is, like, uh, how do we keep her entertained? And and then after that, it's sort of like I, I, I just – every single hour, I'm shocked at what's going on right now. Every hour. Yeah. Um, last night, we had that really fun stream. You know, we were playing NHL online and – was with the team dangle navy and and uh it was really fun for it was three and a half hours because we spent about half an hour trying to get the damn thing going mm-hmm. <laughs> we when we finally figured it out and defeated all the porn bots and uh you know ended up having having a lot of fun i checked twitter and the world was different than it was three and a half hours ago so what had changed in the time that you started to the time it ended well so shortly before Shortly before the the stream started, we found out about the four Nets players, which struck me as odd. Mm-hmm. Like, it struck me as not a coincidence. My first thought right away was, well, it's not news that... it, Or it's going to start to not be news that players on teams have it. Right, yeah. Because it sounds like a lot of people are going to test positive for this yeah and they're friggin' rich and they and they get the priority testing and and everything um so it doesn't surprise me but then like i took a second to think about it and i'm like four on the same team this you know there might this might be linked and then the sends player comes out uh and we don't know who that sends player is frankly it doesn't matter and Again, I'm like, well, this is just, you know, soon we're going to get the first Flames player and Oilers player and Leafs player, and it's, you know, it's not going to matter. Then we find out they're connected. So supposedly, in the Staples Center, one day apart, the Brooklyn Nets and the Ottawa Senators, for some purposes, can't remember exactly what, um, they used the same locker room. I believe the Nets used it as an actual locker room. The Sens used it for media. And they, uh, I guess, I guess the Nets contracted it there, and the Senators player, one that we know of, um, contracted it there. And this was on March seventh, so yesterday was March seventeenth. This was ten days ago, and we're either just, they either just learned ten days after the fact, or it just became public. You know, how many people did they interact with? How many? It's it's wild. Mm-hmm. And, to, and to be honest, like we had such a fun time, a great time on the stream. Uh, and this show, I'm sure, will be fun in parts. But that was just that was just one of those 
moment like it, it stopped it stopped my whole night and i'm texting people i i had to talk with my parents <laughs> you about, know what was it okay so tell me about that because i've had to have that chat too and it's uh it's uncomfortable man like it's weird yeah sorry mom and dad i love you i'm sure I, mom I, I know mom listens and she's on twitter and everything but like the the talk is stay the hell inside it's yeah. stay the hell inside and it's that simple and you're not able to do all the things you want to do listen if you got to go to the store for something i i think that's it's at this point that's basically the only socially acceptable reason to go outside yeah you need something from the store adam and i met up yesterday because he had to drop off uh this microphone that i'm using right now and adam what do we do we did the the shoe thing, the Wuhan shoe thing. The, yeah, uh, we, we did the we did the toe the toe tap, uh, high five and whatever. Yeah. And by the way, sorry, in such a tense time, in such a tense time, I don't need to get into the scolding that I gave my parents because they didn't they didn't really need it that badly. Uh, <laughs> they, they didn't need much convincing. Dad, stay inside with all your albums and drum set. Okay, right. Like, <laughs> he was he was fine, but. Um, uh, <laughs> I'm parked at a gas station in Scarborough where we grew up, Adam. And Adam backs into the spot. Oh my God. <laughs> he backs into the spot next to me. And in big giant letters on the back, on the back of his truck, it's it just in all capital letters, it's cock. Yeah, yeah, man. And the weirdest part about that was the... Um, the fact that, so I'm, I was driving up the Don Valley Parkway when we're not going fast, by the way, the Wuhan shoe thing, I'm pretty sure is ubiquitous where everybody knows what I'm talking about, but I, just in case anybody takes that the wrong way, I want right. to be clear. It's the, it's the handshake that originated out of China because of COVID-19. And I believe there were a few people called it that, but listen, if I, I obviously meant nothing by it, but, uh, just want to clear that up before we talk about this, but I was ahead of me and he's got this gigantic white, you know, GMC pickup truck, which is quite a bit larger than the Honda Ridgeline that I drive. Um, and so it's like pickup to pickup and his is like two feet longer and, uh, and he rolls down his window and in the politest possible tone, he, he says, um, he says, uh, someone wrote something, uh, inappropriate on the back of your car. <laughs> and you can imagine that this guy, and he's very uncomfortable with it. Like you can tell he's like, and I kind of stopped and said, like not stop driving, but just sort of paused for a second and then said, well, what is it? And he's like, uh, and he like kind of looks over to a second and he's like, uh, it's, it's cock. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently, anyway, so somebody, <laughs> TJ and Jax have a theory because um, in the early mornings I have, I'm one of two Honda Ridgeline black ones that, that, that drive into our parking garage and one of them belongs to a guy who's working on the on Richmond Street nearby so people are wondering if or they're wondering if people got their um uh got the got the trucks mixed up and if they did it kind of sucks because I went through the car wash and it's still there uh cuz I didn't go no. through like yeah so cuz it's not <laughs> it doesn't hit the back tailgate properly now somebody in my in my DMs is giving me full on anxiety because he's like, man, I used to wash cars and that can scratch the paint and that might might, might be there forever, uh, which would be hilarious because then I have just a, the cock truck just driving around the neighborhood. But <laughs> it's not my it's not my truck, therefore it's funny. Ah, ah. I'm sure I'm sure I could call my insurance company about that, but I think it would just be funnier to leave it honestly. Um, so yeah, it yeah, was honestly a, I kind of laughed and I thought you know it was sort of it's been a bit of a stressful week and. Um, you know, for everybody. And I think, you know, when we're talking about like, um, when you work from home, 
it's a little bit different when you're in audio and video, right? Um, yeah. You can't, I mean, radio's job is to stay on the air no matter what. There could be bombs dropping and we're supposed to be on the air. And so, um, you know, it's, it's one of those things that like when you talk about moving something and you talk about completely changing up your routine and changing up how things go and everybody handles that differently. And um, so our, um, um, our sort of setup here was sort of stressful and I had to learn how to, you know, connect to the station and everything else. So once all that was done and I'm driving up the DVP to see you and I'm, you know, I've got this and this guy's telling me that there's a gigantic cock on the back of my truck. Uh, it, just, <laughs> it just sort of cut the tension and made me laugh. And it was a, it was a nice moment. I don't know who he is or I didn't get his name or whatever, but uh, I hope he had a great day and told everybody he knew and laughed about it. Yeah. Thank you very Hats much, off sir. to him. That's I, I want to know more. I want to know more from you guys. So, so for those of you who don't know, uh, radio is deemed an essential service. Yes. So you guys got to be on the air, or someone has to be. Yeah. So, what was that like today? Uh, I mean, you guys have been in radio for years, uh, doing a a full broadcast from your living room, Adam. Uh, there was lots. I mean, we have this. We launched this new feature called "Tell Me Something Good," and. Uh, <laughs> And feature. so we all each had a story and Jesse leads yesterday with Chris Jetter got a COVID-19 test and she did not test positive. So that was <laughs> No. <laughs> so so he's on the air and he's like we're like applauding this. <laughs> no, I would never want her to test positive for it, but you're like you're like this is the story? It's you know what? Like I feel like because we're focused on like celebrities who have it and Idris Elba and Tom Hanks and all that. Man, celebrities meet a lot of people. Oh, yeah. I yeah. don't want celebrities getting it. No. Nope. In the 100%. same way that I don't want anyone getting it. But also, like, it's like we said about the, 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 the Sens and the Nets. I think I might have called them the New Jersey Nets. The Brooklyn Nets. Like, those guys, I mean, you grab a pen, you sign something, you get. Who knows? And yeah. then between that and the diagnosis, or the. You have no idea. That's crazy. No, it's, it is. It's unbelievable. You know, and I and I don't mean to. I don't mean to say that I would want anyone to get it. I think it's sort of like it was just sort of like for Jesse. What a weird story to pick, right? Because very you know, Jesse I think, story. I forget though. what Jackson TJ picked, but I know I was talking about. There's a Spanish guy um, who is an uh, an aerobics instructor, and he's super bored. I saw that. And so yeah, so he he goes to the pool in his building and gets up on the the uh, the pool house. And for and the the entire building is shaped like a C, um, and so, so essentially he gets up and starts blasting his music, and he's got a microphone and he is like jazzercising, get people to move, and so people come out onto their balconies and they start doing it. And so anyway, he goes out every day and does this now. I'm gonna I have to leave the the room for a second here to get my dogs to be quiet. Um, but you know it's one of those where um, I don't know if you can hear them or not. They're just barking away. Yeah, barely. Uh, Okay, um, but uh, but anyway, so that was great. And then I was talking about uh, Louis Vuitton ch uh, changing their factories over from perfume to hand sanitizer, and they're giving it away for free to the French government, who wow. really needs it right now. And and actually, there's a distillery. Uh, what was it, Jesse? The um, the one in the distillery district in Toronto has started to do that too. Um, Spirit of York, Spirit of York, Steve yeah. Russell or Mill Street? No, no, it was Spirit of York. Um, oh, okay. it's not mill street yet, but I, because I think it's, it has to do with, you know, if you can handle chemicals and specifically alcohol, obviously, um, and you have to get, you know, it's gotta be over 60% for it to work. So that's why all these people make it with vodka at home. It doesn't work. No. Um, it's gotta be over 60%. So, 
Anyway, Dude, we're just it's like it's like war times. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Like, like I converting... mean, that's what they did in the war. They converted all the factories, right? So, um, they they made. I was watching a, a history show, of course, on on the history of autom uh, the Amer the three the big three American automobile makers, and um, Henry Ford, who was brilliant, but also the world's biggest jackass to that point, um, refused to. Uh, like flat out refused to help the American government out and start producing tanks and um, and I believe they were doing like B-52s and stuff like that and so it finally took his son Edsel uh, it took him to say no we're going to do this and you can't you can't stop me for them to actually help the American government like it's just wow. unbelievable because he was such a I mean he was a, a vehement anti-Semite and a um, uh, also just an isolationist, didn't like war, or didn't want America involved in any, another European war, so he was, you know, and he was a crotchety old shit anyway, so just, like, every, everything you read about Henry Ford, you're like, brilliant business, awful person. It's just, there's no, there is no other way to look at it. Um, but yeah, goes, so it's, 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 it's weird to see that said. going down again, because I, I can't think, I was trying to think of this, when is the last time something like this would have happened to the entire world? Right, like we're, we're, we we all would have a shared experience because, like, for us in North America, nine eleven was a big day, and I think it was for for most of Western Europe. But when you look at you get closer to Eastern Europe, you get into the Middle East, you get into I, you know, not that it wouldn't have been a big deal at the time, but these are especially in 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 areas that see war all the time. It's sort of one of those things where the shock isn't as much, right? For us, it was like, well, we've just never seen anything like that before. And so I kind of was questioning when the last time the world had a shared experience, because this is it, unprecedented. It, it, you'll be able to, for the rest of your life, go anywhere in the world and say to somebody, hey, so what did you guys do during COVID? And they'll have an answer. Yeah. I, uh, you just reminded me of, of like the, the blackout in 2003. Yeah, like, you know, for some people it was a it was a day. For some people it was three days or a week. It was a week. I think. Yeah, and and I just remember, uh, some reporter was in Iraq, and you know I think it was just after the the war had finished there, and uh, so many of uh, so many Iraqi civilians were like, "Oh, your power's out." Yeah. <laughs> like, you, you know what I mean? Like, so like it's not yeah. for us. It was whoa, and I remember where I was, and I remember you know the experience i had but for a lot of the rest of the world it's like so yeah who cares now but but this is the entire world yeah yeah so we're well, to answer your question in a long sort of way we're trying to look on the brighter side of life because i think anytime in 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 situations like this where there's a, a ton of stress and a ton of crazy stuff happening in the world and uh you know you're probably i mean everybody's stuck at home so you're probably well attuned to what's going on i don't really need to get into it but you know, with politics being what it is, health being what it is, all of us stuck in the house, there are things that happen in the world that are really, really good. And you see real humanity come out. And I think it's not the news's job to focus on that. It's their job to give you the cold, hard facts that you need right away. And right now, the cold, hard facts aren't good. Um, and I think it's our job as the lighter side of life anyway on that radio station to give you something that at least you can make you can take home and sort of feel good about because there is good things happening and and then uh, that's how I look at this show as well. This podcast has never been. I mean, we we break things down all, all the time, but I don't think um, you know we're not breaking trades. Uh, we're not, and, and also sports is the candy store, like Chris Johnston always says, right? It's sort of the 
you got to remember it's something you take tremendously personally, but at the same time, it's like, well, it's just like, it is just sports, right? It is just people strapping on some gear and firing a puck at each other. It it was sort of weird, like seeing people tweet about, you know, trades and, and there, there was that, there was that video. Do you see the video of the kid who he had a favorite player? I can't remember who the player was, but he wasn't on the bills. And this kid was a bills fan. And then that player got traded to the bills. And he oh. freaked out. It, it would have been like if Jerome McGinley got traded to the Leafs. Right. Like, I would have lost my mind. Um, so it was something like that. And seeing people talk about that. We just experienced a day yesterday where Tom Brady signed <laughs> with a team that was not the New England Patriots. And yep. the vast majority of the world was like, who cares? <laughs> right. I know. I know. Tom he... Brady going to the Bucks was... Not a top 10 story in North America yesterday. And not only that, Steve, but he did it on St. Patrick's Day. Right. Like, like Boston, St. Patrick's Day. Ubiquitous. Hang like in it's... there, Boston. Hang in there. Yeah, by the way. <laughs> oh, there you go. Um, when is yeah. something going to go right for Boston sports? <laughs> it's, it's actually brutal. all going wrong, finally. I For Tom Brady, I feel like, hasn't it been... It's been, I feel like, at least three years where we've been talking about him being washed. And he's been to Super Bowls in that time. He's won Super Bowls. In that time, yeah. In that time. Out of the last three years, is wasn't this year the only time the Pats hadn't made the Super Bowl? They had been yeah. to the previous two. They lost the one to Philly, and they won one against, I can't remember. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, that was, oh, that was, when was the Atlanta one where they had the huge comeback? That would have been in 2015, like 16. The year, the year before. But yeah. I, I, it's like I said, I watch one Pats game a year, the Super Bowl. This year <laughs> I watched zero Pats games. Um, I We've been talking about him being washed for so long. We've watched Tom Brady sort of get involved in social media, you know, posting the Bad Boys for Life video, I remember, and just not saying anything. And he's, he's sort of gotten off and being like, oh, yeah, you think I'm washed? You think I'm washed? And it's been everyone saying that, Tom Brady and the Pats are washed. Now it's Tom Brady's washed. And he's like, I'm going to I'm going to prove you wrong. I I am so not washed. I'm going to win with the Bucks. Yeah, which who have no defense. No defense. <laughs> no. And they they better do something about that defense. I saw that defense live and it is holy. Like Jameis Winston had a pretty good game by Jameis Winston standards that that last game of the season and the Bucks just cannot hold the line. There's just nothing there's nothing there. They can't stop the run. The pass, the pass defense is pathetic. Like, and they have weapons on the offense, but they've done nothing to address their defense. Like, they could have just kept Jameis Winston and taken that money, that thirty million bucks, and put it into five defensive players if you could find them. And I think you have a much better team next year. I'm not really sure why one year of Tom Brady is going to do this for you. And I, I think it was just the one year, right? He signed for one year. I believe so. I don't. Yeah. I don't think the uh, the contract is official yet. Oh, it's yeah. I guess it wouldn't be right because yeah, yeah. it's yeah. It's I don't funny. think free agency is even open. Why? What's happening? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think there's like Why? I think there's like a negotiation period, like there is in the NHL, right? Yeah, it's like when on July or June 29th, we already know where some free agents are going. Right. You know? Right. Right. So um, there was, and the the tweet was so insane because they were saying the meeting, in, to get the deal done or the negotiation, the meeting was Tom Brady. Derek Jeter, <laughs> Lightning owner Jeff Vinnick, and Bill Gates. Why Bill Gates? 
I don't know. He's got a lot of money. And who owns who owns yeah. the, who owns the Buccaneers? I gotta I gotta look that up. Maybe his signing owns... bonus is an Xbox. I don't know. I don't Xbox. know. That's unbelievable. The Glazer family. So they own the. I guess the Glazer family owned the Lightning too, eh? Huh. Sure. I believe you. Uh, well, you just said Jeff Glazer, did you not? Jeff Vinnick. Vinnick. Hmm. Or he's CEO or. Yeah, I don't know who that is. V-I-N-N-I-K. Yeah, it was Jeff Vinnick owns the... He, he owns the Tampa Bay Lightning and is a minority owner in the Red Sox. Wow. And he has served oh, on the Board Boston. of Governors. served on the Board of Governors for Liverpool FC as well. Jeez, wow. not bad. Um, yeah, I don't know. But, but you know what? That's the thing. Like, it's Tampa's such a great place anyway. It's such a great place to play and great, great place to have a family and... He even if he doesn't like it, he doesn't have to be there very long, I guess. But um, I would, I would, uh, I, I was sort of Jesse to answer your question. Mm-hmm. I think there's a part of Tom Brady who wants to prove to the world that he doesn't have to have Bill Belichick to win games. Right. And when you had, when you had, like I was watching the first take yesterday, and Max Kellerman jumping on right away, and he's like, Bill Belichick will win more games with not Tom Brady than Tom Brady will win without not Bill Belichick. And interesting, you know, and I think. I think there is whether or not that's true. You know, Max could be right. I couldn't. I can't really dispute him on that. I think. I think the the pat the Patriots right now are, are a better constructed team than the Buccaneers would be. Um, you know, we'll see how the rest of the offseason plays out. But uh, you know, Bill Belichick took a fourth round, you know, 150 pound teenager and turned him into Tom Brady. Wasn't he sixth? Yeah. Oh, was he? Yeah. yeah like sixth was, round. Like he couldn't Nobody. even do like he couldn't even do like a chin up at the at the combine. Like he was just this little wiry kid. Body like a bag of milk. Yeah, yeah, and and that's you know that's sort of like not all quarterbacks are Jack, but you know you kind of look at it and think, uh, okay, I most people would not have expected Tom Brady to be the like guy that he was. No, he didn't. He didn't. And so I think Tom Brady, who is an athlete and who is the greatest quarterback of all time, probably is like you know what? Um, I'm I'm a little tired of. Of, of listening to Bill Belichick after 20 years. And I think, secondly, he wants to go, if I truly am the greatest, then I better challenge myself and see if I can do this in a completely new system next year. Because it takes, it takes a long time, for even for new quarterbacks and brilliant quarterbacks like Tom, who have high IQs and great accuracy, to step into a new system and really know it inside out. And that's what the magic of the Patriots was. Is they, were able, they had such a defined system that they could take guys who were nothing and turn them into Wes Welker and turn them into like they just plug and play and these guys would play really well they wouldn't pay them much and then some other team would come in and sign them and they'd have another guy come up who you're like who the hell is this guy and all of a sudden you know it's 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 a great player and I think that's what makes the Patriots the Patriots plus Tom Brady plus Bill Belichick so I wonder what what I bet Tom is just sort of thinking to me anyway I can still do this in the same way that Brett Favre did um I think Brett Favre you know, Aaron Rodgers was ready to go. So they had to say, Brett, we got to move on. And, and he's like, well, I still got football in me. And he did. Like, he played really well for the Vikings. Um, Went Jets, to an and, NFC title game. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. it's not – he wasn't – he was no slouch. I think with the Jets it was sort of sad. But, you know, he had a lot of hard miles. I, I don't blame athletes for wanting to do that. I think for – I think athletes doing – leaving their team for, you know, an extra couple of years somewhere else, unless it's like Martin Brodeur where he played like four games and you're like, are you serious, dude? <laughs> and he was clearly washed. Like he was yeah. clearly not – he was not an NHL goalie the year before. And so I think 
in that, if, if Tom Brady goes and he's successful, I don't blame him. It's, it'd be like people who, who have an issue with things being, you know, pictures being a little crooked. Like, who cares that he played for another's team? It's, it's, it's your type anus that's, 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 bothering, that's bothering you, right? You know what I mean? It's that type A, like, no, it has to be one city, one only. He has to only play for the Patriots. Yeah, one city so, only. I think we or, have or you can play for three, but not two. Sorry, type anus. Yeah, oh, type anus. anus. Type I didn't mean anus. to say it like that, but hey, whatever. Um, it it kind of worked, right? Really interesting. Um, um, I want to say it was on Chicklets. Uh, they were talking to Jordan Bennington, and you were talking about, you know, Aaron Rodgers was ready to go. And so, Brett Favre, you got to go. Jordan Bennington is on Chicklets, and the young goalie who got mm -hmm. pushed down and kicked out of a job. What when, was him? When Martin Brodeur was there, it was Jordan Bennington, and it took years for Bennington to get that shot back and then as as fate would have it years later when um years later when the blues are trying to send Bennington down to the ECHL they're trying to assign him mm -hmm. it's Martin Brodeur having that conversation with him because he's with blues management so this guy who wow. shafted you out of a job in the first place is now going sorry kid you got to go to the coast and Bennington with Huevos Grandes said no to Martin Brodeur. Wow. No, screw you. Assign me to Providence or whatever. It was a, it's did an he, awkward did, little did, clip. Did they end up doing that? Yeah. So he refused assignment to the ECHL because he was allowed to. And he ended up playing in Providence um, in the AHL with the, with the Bruins affiliate. Because they share then, it, don't they? Yeah. And then the following, or they used to anyway. And then the following year, or no, I, I think... No, it's it's like how Kasky Swo played with Vegas's affiliate for the Wolves. Years. Oh, so the Wolves yeah, or the, the Gulls Chicago or whatever. Wolves. Yeah, because um, he just that's where he went, um, and also like he got to play in the AHL instead of the ECHL, and if you can accommodate him, whatever, whatever. But um, uh, yeah, so he plays in Providence, and then he ends up playing in the Stanley Cup Final for the Blues against the Bruins with Providence Bruins gear underneath his blue stuff. <laughs> wow that's crazy that's crazy so jordan minnington maybe not the biggest fan of Broder. well i think i mean is Broder still with st louis by the way yeah no. is he i, I, I want to yeah, say management. yes yeah is management it? so they both wow. get they both get shiny rings out of it i'm sure bygones are bygones now Man. until there's a little bit of hardship and then they get angry again um there was a little bit of breaking news guys um, what's that on twitter yeah, from John Shannon. Uh, like the WHL, the Ontario Hockey League has it was determined. <laughs> has it was determined. Uh, that the remaining 56 games of the 2019-2020 OHL regular season schedule will be cancelled and not played. So I believe that's all. By cancelled, does he mean not played or played? <laughs> it's, it's a mess of a tweet, but it is news. John, what's uh, happening over there? Oh, oh John. Oh, John. Cancelled and not played. Cancelled okay. and also not played. <laughs> um, so I believe that's the Q, the Dub, and the O. All three Canadian Hockey League. That leagues. makes sense. Yeah. And just Jesse? to update you guys, uh, Broder is an advisor to hockey operations in New Jersey. Huh. Yeah. So he's back with Jersey. He's Interesting. With Jersey. He left St. Louis in 2018. Uh, Steve, are you okay or...?
And so, so, okay, so we're back. We had a bit of a technical glitch. Steve took off his headphones and it threw FaceTime off. Somehow, but, uh, for some <laughs> but odd reason. But in all seriousness, uh, you've got an update on the uh, John Shannon tweet. Yes, yeah, so the OHL uh, released a statement. You want me to just read the thing? Yeah. Okay, so I'll read the thing. Uh, in the interest of the safety of our players, officials, staff, fans, and the general public, it's been agreed that the ca uh, cancellation of the remainder of the 2019-20 regular season is the proper course of action to take at this time. We are continuing to monitor ongoing public health developments regarding, regarding COVID-19. When it is safe and we may resume play, we will advise on the status of the 2020 OHL playoffs. We thank OHL players and their families, fans, and partners for their continued patience and understanding throughout this challenging situation. That's from OHL Commissioner David Branch and Haley Salvian rightly pointing out important distinction for everyone's reporting. Playoffs are not canceled at this right. time. Right. Not yet. Well, you know, I mean, there, nobody wants to come out and say it yet, but I mean, it's it's not looking good. Let's just be honest. And it's not looking good for anything. It's not even looking good for kids to go back to school, which is more of a priority, honestly. And uh, yeah. um, I don't... Uh, Tell uh, me about it. It's a hot topic in this house. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. Well, it's it, and it's that's the thing, is it like it, it's it's crazy. And I know today, and this is, I don't want to be all doom and gloom, but unfortunately there is some bad news. Um, half the staff of the hockey news was laid off. Is so half? Half the staff. Really? They said I half the staff. From what I, I was... More. According, according to Bob McKenzie, anyway. Steve, is your mic on? Yeah. Okay, there it is. So just be a you, sorry, I was, I was. Uh, that's I'll, okay. Let me get off this. <laughs> yeah. So, like, you know, that's. I I don't know what to say other than you know this is a holy shit moment for the world and. Uh, yeah. Never uh, accept an assignment to the ECHL. Yeah. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. Um. Well, right now the mandate is no people, no groups over fifty for eight yeah. weeks. So that puts us to like late June, a starting date for a pie in the sky for sports. Right. And at that point, I I don't see it happening. Right. I'm I'm on the side right now of let's just accept that sports is written off until the fall. Yeah, uh, I agree. I hundred percent agree. Well, you know what, and that's the thing. You gotta, you, we gotta prioritize here. Um, there is uh, Luke Fox got around to doing an article about the salary cap. Now, I don't believe the salary cap can go down, uh, or maybe it can. Uh, but he said, "What would a flat cap look like for the Leafs?" And this is kind of scary. He says, "Up front, Toronto has a pair of bargain bin price impending." unrestricted free agents who've injected maturity and leadership into the group, those being Kyle Clifford and Jason Spezza. But would they continue to accept something near league minimum? On the back end, the expectations is that, you know, Tyson Berry and Cody Cece walk, clearing space for guys like Rasmus Sandin and Timothy Lilligren, who are, you know, easy on the cap. But you've got two established veterans on the blue line and Muzzin and Riley, both lefties. Is that enough to contend? How do you add via free agency? And he says, less clear are the fates of the club's restricted free agents. Guys like Dennis Mulligan, Jeremy Bracco, Pontius Aberg, Adam Brooks, Ilya Mikheyev, Travis Dermott, and Freddie Gauthier as well. I mean, there's a lot. And and I guess um, they said technically 2021 free agents are eligible to re-sign in July 1st, but in light of the new uncertainty... It makes sense for both players and executives to delay the negotiations until there's some clear cap projection. And that leaves the Leafs with two more pieces that you have to worry about, Zach Hyman and Frederick Anderson. Um, and then you've got, if you've got to commit raises to uh, people, you've got Muzzin, 
Engvall, Hall, and Jack Campbell all making more money next year. That's an extra $4.5 million. So that's basically Cody Cece's money. And that would have to be absorbed by the team. I don't believe they have much extra money left. And you've got, you know, it, it leaves you with training pieces like Kapanen, Janssen, and Kerfoot. And the problem with the Janssen thing is that it looked like he was really coming on. But with that knee injury and him not really performing up to, you know, where he was capable of and what he was doing last year under Mike Babcock, you kind of sort of wonder like the guy that you don't want they clearly don't want to trade Kapanen because they could have done it several million times already and they would have had reason to Janssen it seemed like they were leaning towards because he had the most value but I, I think at this point you have to look at Alexander Kerfoot and not because he hasn't played like Alexander Kerfoot usually plays you know what love him or hate him I, I, I tend to like him uh, people that don't like him it's like well did you you knew what he was right or maybe you didn't um but one of those three, or maybe two, might have to go. And that's kind of a crazy scenario to think about. What What if, uh, well, so there's that. That's assuming they stick to the rules as they are, right? Uh, but I, I just feel like coming out of this, like, uh, how many episodes ago? It feels like it goes up a month every episode. We talk, oh, man, this is going to go into April. Oh, man, this is going to go into May. Jesse mm -hmm. just said June. Uh, yep. For the NBA, we heard July. Like, they're, right. they're coming up with contingency plans. Did you see that psychotic uh, plan that they have for the NHL? And, and this is the player proposal. So I've got it in front of me right now. Now, first off, I'm going to drop uh, Igor Aronko's tweets on, on you first, and then I'm going to get into that plan. So Igor Aronko said, hearing the NHL is considering a 24-team uh, get-to-the-playoffs round-robin format if this season is going to be resumed, of course. Now, chances are that probably won't happen at this point, the way things are looking, right? We're talking... You know, things are just yeah. sort of starting to go down in China now, and they were dealing with this starting in November. So that's a five-month or four-and-a-half-month trajectory, which puts us into mid to late summer. Now, um, here is the player proposal for how to finish out the year, assuming that you can get back and play hockey and be safe by early July. Now, I don't know how this would work because you still have expiring contracts, so I'm not sure they must have put some provision in there that said, you know, whatever contracts you had, you play out. But the training camp would be early July. The 2019-2020 season would finish in late July. Playoffs would be August and September. Then they would do the draft and free agency in October, have a month off, and then the 2020-2021 uh, season begins in November, just like the NBA does. The NBA starts in November. Yeah. The thing is, the NBA plays way more games per week than the NHL does because on it's... On wood! On wood. <laughs> Yeah, and it's a physically, there are different demands, right? There are different physical demands. Like you can't body check and cross check somebody in, in uh, the NBA. It happens, but, you know, it's not a part of the rules. And so, you know, the wear and tear on, on players, and is, it's a little bit different. And I think looking at this, I mean, I, I, I don't understand why. I mean, I, I understand for the teams that are good teams, and I say this as a fan of a playoff team at this moment anyway, um, that I understand why teams want to play for it. But the injury risk and the exhaustion and all of the other things that would go into pulling something like this off, it seems, I don't know if it seems worth it. I guess I guess the injury risk goes down or people get healed up in this, in this time and assuming they stay in shape, it's okay. But like a month off and then playing for another six, seven months after that, I don't know, man. I don't know. Well, and, and like you think of a miracle story or such an inspirational story like Connor McDavid's, mm -hmm. uh, you know, rehab from the PCL injury. Let's say 
you know, hoping this all gets fixed and everything, and that plan is what they end up going with. What happens with Connor? Like, does he just miss all that time? Does he opt for something completely different? And if he does opt for surgery, it probably affects his whole career. And what's going on? What does it mean for, you know, it's so many people, so many people. One thing I do love about this is you are seeing a lot of ridiculous optimism from people. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, like yeah. you're, you, and and it's fine. Like I, I don't even have the heart to tell them that that's ridiculous. No, it's great. It's so many people are like, "Hey, man, Muzzin and Super back." Like once the season starts again, maybe True. even Janssen. And I'm just like, ah, uh, you know what? You're right. <laughs> you know what? I hope you're right. Yeah. I, I don't even have the heart to, to to tell them not to hope for that. We should all be hoping for that, shouldn't we? We should all be hoping for sports to return and all your favorite players will be back and your favorite team is going to win and you're all going to cheer. Like it's, it's just, it's the magical Disney movie that I'm, that I'm hoping for. One fun thing I saw is that the Brooklyn Nets right now are the seventh seed in the Eastern conference and the Raptors are the second. So they play in the first round and people are like, if the NBA comes back in June, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving might be healed. Oh. So it might be <laughs> Raptors versus KD and Kyrie in the first Man. round. Especially through. considering what happened with KD last year in the finals in Toronto, too, with the injury and the, right. and the people cheering for it. Like, I think, ooh, he'd probably want some redemption. Except, yeah, but I, like, I hear those things and I say, yeah, that'd be fun if that's reality, but I don't think that we're anywhere close to those types no, of things. No, well, and, like, you know, I would think some of these players, like, they have more money than God, like, probably have, like, some sort of basketball court in their house. Who's got, who's got an ice pad in their home? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, none of these, none of these hockey players, or who the hell's yeah. training right now? Like, you can, you can do as much off, uh, off the ice training, uh, dry land training, uh, as you want, but, like, everyone i it's like it's like jump ball because you can't go to you, rinks like you're not allowed to get yeah, together it's and it's funny like i'm still having to correct my instincts like i i remember being like all right gonna have time off i'm gonna make the most of it you know what i'm gonna go to lots of public skates <laughs> and i and i had to tell myself no no that's not a they're not an option and b if they were an option don't go yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so, like, uh, but this is a big difference from a couple of years ago. You can't keep me off the ice. I'm an animal. I'm a star in the making, boys. Going to the trainer, I feel fit. I got a big ass. <laughs> big thighs. Dude, it's it's sort of weird to think that. Um, Crushing watermelons out here, Adam Wild. There are people still going to the gym as of like three days ago, four days ago up here. And I, I don't know. I, I, I do want to mention this. I think there's a gigantic difference between the way uh, parts of the United States are looking at it versus other parts. Like if you're right now, you're, you're at home. But if you're some, like in San Francisco, they showed a live shot on CNN last night in San Francisco. People are out walking and they got food and their dogs and they're roller skating and whatever. One of the worst. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of the worst yeah. hits. 
And you could see Jake Tapper get mad, like he's a he's a journalist and he's supposed to be, you know, this is what the stats are and this is what. And he's like, I just don't understand what they don't get. Like they know they we've been told, we've been telling them. They, the mayor told them. Like I don't. And so it's it's you know it's a it's a very very interesting thing. So you could be watching this from the states right now, thinking we're nuts. Um, and I would yeah. highly suggest you don't uh, take us take us at our word on this one. There's a reason we're all concerned. Or you um, can go to friggin' Queens. Oh man, crazy! More New Rochelle. That video is gonna age really poorly. I, I, the smallest sliver of me feels bad for those young people in that so, video because so you got to hold that, that Steve, 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 Steve. You can't just jump. Sorry, sorry, you got to right. context it. Sorry. All right, I get excited. So there's a video going around of all these. Uh, was it was it Queens? I think it was. Uh, I think it was Queens University. Yeah, Queens University, not Queens, Queens, New York, by the way. Yeah, sorry. Queen's University in Kingston, Ontario, and known as a pretty big party school, right? Uh, They were the one who (laughs) wasn't homecoming banned for a few years because it was just so debaucherous. Yeah, there's people that fly in internationally just to party for Queen's homecoming. They flip cars, they pack the streets. It's like it's like New Orleans and Mardi Gras. It's like nuts. Yeah. It's crazy that they shut down Queen's homecoming. Like, if they have to shut that down, that means, like, Western just has to stop being a school. Right. Like, <laughs> like yeah. just shut the whole thing down. But anyway, so it was St. Patrick's Day, and all these students are like, woo, and they're going nuts and just going out and having a great time like they usually would. And, like, they're giving interviews into the mic just about, like, you know, we don't care. It's going to be fine. And this one girl's like, whatever. Like, I'm immunocompromised, and I'm not worried oh. about it. And like I, that's I have the tiniest sliver of of empathy because I'm just like, God, that video exists forever now. It's such an important <laughs> time in history, and it's you yeah. just being a moron in front of the world. Which yeah. she says she self medicates. Yeah, oh, so she'll be fine. She was that day. <laughs> that's for sure. Unbelievable. Like, I had to self medicate after watching that <laughs> video. It's, I, yeah. I'm stocked yeah. on whiskey. <laughs> it's a yeah. uh, it's a sad thing and i i uh i just hope i honestly i hope that her uh, you know that she doesn't get it like i really do like i, I yeah. yes, yes. <laughs> I like mean, for most just... of those students i'm like you're such inconsiderate assholes you're gonna spread it to other people and hurt people for her i'm like you might die because you drank shitty green beer yeah oh yeah 100 percent um, so I got to tell you about this thing. So I, we were telling Steve about this before the show, and and Jesse told me about it this morning. It is one of the most unbelievable, ridiculous online trends to emerge, especially since uh, this the quarantining has happened. You love I this. I love this. Okay, so <laughs> people don't know this, but just like with Instagram and with Facebook and Twitter too, you can go live on TikTok. Oh, this, and so yeah. you can you can broadcast anything you want. Lots of celebrities are. And I think, isn't that how Vanessa Hudgens got into trouble yesterday? Isn't that, was it TikTok or was it Instagram? No, she was on Instagram. Oh, okay, all right. So Vanessa Hudgens, you yeah. know, spouted off her basically the dumbest the dumbest comment. And I won't even repeat it. You can look it up if the, you want the to. The IG stands for ignorant. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. And what was the best, I think the best tweet was, um, how can you tell that all the public relations people are off too? <laughs> you know, that's a good one. So, that so here's, see, so here's the thing. So the trend is you go to sleep, but you leave your TikTok live on. So people watch you sleep, and Man, and like, if you were to watch someone sleep, a stranger sleep, you go to jail. Like, 
<laughs> and <laughs> I just, just find it really funny. That, yeah, people are starting up to do that. It's crazy. Jesus. They're like, yeah, just watch me. And and Jesse, I don't know. Have you seen a lot of these or have you seen a lot of them? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to pull up a video for you. Okay. So one second. Keep going. Anyway, so you got to think wanna about. I want to go off on TikTok when you're done. Well, go ahead. Oh, well, they. No, no, no. Not was yet. It about the, uh, was it about the algorithm thing? It's about a lot of things. All right. All right. <laughs> you're upset about TikTok? Oh, old man so... Steve is mad about TikTok. So people are also making money while sleeping on TikTok. How? So there's one man, he's he's from China, and he sleeps on TikTok every night, and he makes around $4,000 uh, by streaming on TikTok. A night? And it's just, for, it's just from gifts. So just like Twitch, you can just donate like $5 to a streamer, $2, whatever. <laughs> and he does this on TikTok, and he gets virtual gifts. That are worth up to it says seventy six thousand won, which is eleven thousand dollars U.S. Whoa, is what he's made. Yeah, why is he good looking or something? Some, sometimes he has nearly a million followers. No, this is he's just an average guy, just kind of sleeps on TikTok. Dude, just like comedians who have been doing it for over a decade who sleep in their car, <laughs> and this guy sleeps. Said, what do you do for a living? He said, "I." I really don't want to live stream myself sleeping anymore. Thank you guys for coming to see me these days, but I don't plan to do it anytime soon. Um, he has experienced the feeling of being an internet celebrity, and he'll try to produce videos of more quality. So he got he got over a mil nearly a million followers by sleeping, and he said it was too much. So he's gonna stop sleeping on TikTok. <laughs> I respect that and guy. Do I better respect videos. the hell out of that Man, guy. Man, listen, <laughs> listen. Yeah, okay, fine, but secure the bag also. Um, no. So right? keep no. flipping doing it. All you have to do is sleep. No, you keep going. You keep going, you idiot. You'll never reduce quality. It's a little invasive. No one cares about the rest of your videos, man. Okay, no one okay. cares. I, okay, all right, honey, I'm going to work. Yeah, I mean, come on. <laughs> it's so creepy. Yeah, it's he creepy, must be a peaceful you gotta make sleeper. Money. Like, how do you, like, what do, okay, if you're one of the viewers, and there's obviously a million of you at least, what do you get out of that? Like, do you like snoring? Do you like peaceful breathing? Do you like farts? Are your farts now available to a million people in your sleep? Could it be? Could it be that um, it's a sense of companionship? Like if you're single and you, you know, you're maybe you're out of an, out of a relationship and you're, um, you know, and you see someone else sleeping on a screen, so it feels Steve like you're sleeping like next to you. Answer. I don't know, man. I'm just man. Listening. Have a have a tea. Have a restful sleep tea. You never have that shit. Like, come on. That is unbelievable. It's companionship. Oh, I need this to fall asleep. Get it. Get the Calm app. Get you have the technology. Get a dog. Get a dog. Get a wife, man. Get anything. What is this? God, you know what? Okay, and maybe this is a great transition to the myth of a better future. Because <laughs> I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you, what generation are we? Are we're millennials, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, millennials. And I, as a millennial, put so much faith in Gen Z because, you know, I you know I was lurking on TikTok for a bit. I, I'm mostly a lurker, but I, I post some 
some videos, right? And I love going on it just to, just to see, like, what is there in the world? TikTok is a trip if you've never been on it, never just seen what the algorithm gives you as someone in southwestern Ontario, right? And Gen Z, at least from what I saw on Twitter, you know, everyone talks about their snowflakes are a little bit more sensitive. I feel like they care more. They're smarter than us. They're better than us mm -hmm. in so many ways. And I got to say, after about a month of lurking on Twitter, you guys are the biggest scumbags in the world, just like the rest of us. That it, it is full of the biggest creeps in the world it is full of kids who their parents should just take an axe to their phone there it's it's unbelievable the stuff i it's overrun with trump supporters who are co-opting all of lizzo's music it's, it's just <laughs> the strangest damn thing it's full of 45 year old women thirst trapping bringing 15 year old boys and vice versa oh and God. yes it is the it is wild. Oh, oh! Uh, remember that scene? Have you guys both seen Twenty Two Jump Street? Yes. With, hey man, like someone I, they said like a homophobic slur, and all the students are like, "Whoa, hey man, you can't say that. You can't." Mm -mm. Nah, -uh. I I was like, "Oh yeah, that's extinct in schools now." No, no, it's not. No. Nope. Yeah, you see someone like Greta Greta Thunberg, and you're like, "Oh, that's and all that's teenagers all of them. these days." Yeah, no. Yeah. No. All of them are Greta. No. No. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> no, it's not. Nope. It's, it's a little. Uh, well, I, mean, I see you, Gen Z. I see you. I know you feel exposed let's, right now. Let's, let's not try and sound like the old yeah, man, man being you like, no, no, I'm teens these no, days." I'm we were pieces of shit too. No, no. Oh, we are pieces. Of, this is the thing, though. <laughs> I thought they were better. But they're like 15, man. Give them some years. We weren't right. good people at 15. I, Come on. I know, but yeah. this is what I'm saying. I thought they got better earlier than we did. I thought Not all of them do. Some do. Dude, I thought 18-year-olds were as mature as I am now. You know? Which is still not very mature, but getting there. You know, like... I think that's a ridiculous thing yeah, to assume yeah, about man. an 18-year-old. I, I know. know how to I really it now because they're scumbags. Yeah, well, they might know how to code, but what they don't necessarily kids? know. Like, they life can is be life kids. is life. You gotta live it. They can be kids, absolutely. Yeah. But I just, I was just like, ah, we're in the, they, they control the future. But the future is in the hands of the kids. Everything is fine. And nope, you're nuts. <laughs> <laughs> you're absolutely wild. There you go. Steve Dangle, everybody. There is some Steve. really fun stuff. Like, of course there is. Well, I don't know if you read the article about their um, the algorithm, but uh, they basically said anybody who was old, ugly, disabled, fat, poor, um, they would not get populated into the main thing. So they only populated young, cool, rich-looking kids. So that's how they the app grew is that they said, like – if we don't have good-looking people in our for you or you know following, but in your for you tab, people yeah. aren't going to stay on this app. Why are there so many Trump clips then? Well, that might just be you, man. I haven't seen one. Yeah. Well, white guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, we I definitely like the racist orange man. <laughs> Throw him in there. Um, yeah. One thing that's crazy about TikTok is that you don't really look for it for the people like your friends or people you follow. It's just, I want to see the random stuff from the internet. You know, Instagram, nobody, <laughs> you don't really spend as much time on the explore tab on Instagram. You're going through your main feed. Yeah. 
But on TikTok, you never really go for through your right. feed. You just go through the explore yep. tab. I don't know. The way they set that up is fast. No, because then anything can go viral because everybody's looking for these random. And, and there's a there's a uh, like a couple big TikTokers, or I think they're big. I think maybe they just show up in my algorithm, but they're on reservations, um, and like it's it's fascinating. They just show you what their life is like and just all these cultural things that like i never even thought of it, it, it listen i'm on tiktok for a reason i do think it's cool there oh it's so entertaining but i i remember i i just i thought there's this incoming generation of angels and i i'm just so glad that i saw that was a dirty lie <laughs> i i don't know sorry just to break just so i didn't told you that down. man <laughs> i don't know who told me that my no. own assumptions no we could have told you that Oh, I know. Well, I'm sure you get angry phone calls all the time. Like from, I don't know, people trying to win tickets and they don't get them. Now, if they if people get upset about that, it's like, listen, there's tens of thousands of people playing one contest. Only one person can win. Do you complain to the lottery company every time you don't win the lottery? Like, it's a, yeah, do. well, you would. Um, yo, let's do the press conference. Let's do an extendo. Well, okay, sure. And I want to start with something. Oh, let's have something. Okay. All right, go ahead, Steve. Okay, so look down at my phone. I have a text from Andrew Berkshire, and it's just a link to a Jim Matheson tweet. Oh, no. There's no way this isn't great. It's Berkshire talking about Jim Matheson. I haven't read this yet. This is dangerous. I'm ready. <laughs> what? Okay. David Staples tweeted, The more we dig into the Oilers' season... The more I'm convinced the team will win the Stanley Cup if the playoffs resume. Cavan uh, Fever sitting in? Sure. But this Oilers team had just one uh, two-game losing streak all year. Good digging by Bruce McCurdy. And Jim Matheson goes, what are you smoking while staying at home and working and ruminating on the Oilers? Win the Stanley Cup? Jim Matheson's Twitter has been great recently. It has. Yeah, wow. because he's got all these, like, cranky old man takes. And I don't know. I assume in the same way that I assumed Gen Z was all amazing, I'm like, this guy's going to have crotchety old man takes. Oh, this yeah. guy's going to be like, go to the bar. It's fine. I've had a good run. No, he's like, stay inside. Wash your hands. What's the matter with all of you? I would assume that, uh, that David Staples has never watched a Boston Bruins game this season. Yeah, seriously. Well, like, David, really? David, Come David on. Staples. I mean, I don't know if he was ever good, but holy That's, shit. Has I he think taken a turn for the worst this you, season? You got to remember, too, there's some benefit to that because there'd be a lot of people that would read him that maybe believe that. And and it sometimes it's just you got to you gotta shore up your base, right? You got to play to the play to your crowd. Yeah. Yeah. So I think he's wrong. I think they would have done well in the playoffs, but I don't think they were going to win the cup. Um, that's just my personal opinion, but I don't think they're anywhere close. I think you've got teams like Tampa and, uh, uh, and Boston on the east side. I, I just don't see how Edmonton gets past that. I think they're far better constructed teams than Edmonton is. Edmonton is, is a, a much better team than we expected. Um, but, you know, let's, let's be straight here. It's not like nobody was going into this season going, oh, Edmonton's a Sherlock to even make the playoffs. We weren't. But there is something so beautifully innocent. It, it, like, it's something that I've, I've, I'm trying desperately to do, and I just can't bring myself to do it. Dave Staples is sitting there going, you know, you know, you know, I think they would win. And I'm like, I can't force my mind to be about hockey right now. No, and he I is either. sitting there 
like he's he's probably like what in his late forties, fifties, something like that, and he's sitting there, just having little daydreamies about the Oilers going. I bet they'd win the cup. <laughs> I bet. I, I bet. You know, I I I got I to gotta tweet this. I got to. I gotta, I gotta check the schedule. Did they lose two games in a row? Steve. No. Yeah. Steve, have you been talking into the wrong side of your mic this whole yeah, time? Yeah, probably. I don't know. How am I supposed Turn to do it? Turn it around. Turn. Talk into the end that says blue. Talking to the end that says blue. Yeah. Uh, have you been turning? You that's why I said yeah. I'm talking. Into oh my book. god! This mic oh is amazing. God. This mic is incredible. <laughs> wow. Oh my god! This was so worth the money. <laughs> what the hell? Oh my god, dude! What? The oh my god! Sorry, I pointed it at myself. This is so good. I wondered. I wondered when I when when that was happening. I'm like, is Steve have the microphone the right way? And I just, I was like, no, he must. He must. Wow, <laughs> dude. I have, I don't know. I've we just did the whole show. And he said, <laughs> wow. But here, wait. Let me turn it. This, like this doesn't sound bad, does it? It sounds like you're on a computer. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't say anything. Well, I did actually. I said, Steve, is your mic? Are you on your mic? Yeah. Oh my God. This is so good. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. All right, Jesse, ask away, my friend. First question. I've never used this. Adam Wilde. All right, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Can you explain the mythical founding of Rome and the actual founding of Rome? Uh, Romulus and Remus is the mythical founding of Rome. It's too... Like two two men that were like born from a wolf or something. It's a really bizarre story. Yes. Um. Essentially, uh, one of them was I don't know. They were like brothers, and they became like, um. I, I forget the full story, but essentially, it, it was like they came down the river near Rome or whatever, and they're like starting a city here. And then I think one of them got into a fight with the other one, and I think Romulus killed Remus or something like that, and. And so there was a lot of, it was super strange, but there's a lot of Roman statues of like little boys suckling on the teeth of a wolf. And it's just because yep. they saw wolves as very tough and they wore wolves like in their army gear, like on top of their heads, like wolf hats, I guess, um, you know, with the, with the full snout and everything, which is, you know, kind of barbaric to think of now, but it was back then. Um, and the actual founding of Rome was, you know, it was a city that was somewhat democratic, but really a um, little bit more of an oligarchy. And they got into a fight with their neighbors. They was like a city-state, like Athens or Sparta or whatever. And, and essentially through the, the – their neighbors were the Etruscan, Etruscans who were richer and bigger. Uh, but the Romans were tougher and better – had better martial skill. And basically after, over time, they beat the Etruscans and, and the uh, – there was some people in the mountains in the Alps. I forget what they were called. It's not Samnites, were they? Anyway, they took over these areas that are very Roman and very Italian now, but back then they were seen as like 10 kilometers away back then was seen like that seemed like the other side of the world, right? So most people didn't leave like a, within a kilometer of their house. So anyway, that's that those are that, that's a very basic not precise way to describe how Rome was actually founded. This mother Adam. Are you still getting used to the fact that you have a microphone? Yeah, I, I'm getting used to... All I want to do is talk because I sound amazing. Oh, sorry. I, I don't mean to bogart that. Please continue. No, no Adam. I Okay, here. I have an idea for a, for a quarantine podcast, okay? Okay. I'm embarrassed by how good I sound. Um, I want... I want... Adam is asked history questions that he can only answer off the top of his head. <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> and then later fact-checked by a historian. Oh, man. Well, I know we have oh. historians that listen because they message me all the time, and they're like, you got this wrong. And I'm like, yeah. okay, well. Well, and no one can be an asshole to you. I mean, they will. But, like, <laughs> dude, he's, he's doing, like, stuff he read when he was 23 off the top of his head nearly a decade later and nailing it. It's not my area. Um, you know, that the pre being precise has never been my strong point, and history is all about precision, right? So that's why people have said, like, when, why don't you start a history podcast? I'm like, nah, it's not for me. I'd, I'd rather just listen to them and, and enjoy them. Uh, I love history, but I think it's so important that you get those, de those, uh, those details right and you have multiple sources and all those things. I've got a morning show, a kid, and this show to deal with. There's too much on the go already. Careful, Adam. It's still March. Yeah, right? And that question was from Clayman. Thank you, Clayman. Oh, God, I feel like, Next question I just feel like comes such a from dumbass. You're not. JB Von R. Yeah. Steve, do you ever think you're going to write another book? I've already been. Also, what would it be about? Well, I've already been approached to. Um, oh. I, uh, I, uh, I have a few ideas. There's. If I ever write another book, so I was, so I have a plan to uh, like start in the morning one day and just do a live stream of me reading my whole book front to back. Like I'll literally bring the coffee machine down here mm -hmm. and just put on a pot and read it all day and maybe answer questions or a question between each chapter. It'll take me like eight hours at least. It'll take me a long time to do it. Um, it's 326 pages. My next book will not be 326 pages. Um, it, it'll probably be something more on actually being a Leaf fan or Leaf memories or things from the Leafs throughout the years. Um, and something that's really important to me is, you know, I've, I've said that I've wanted to be, you know, I, I have interest in, well, obviously cartoon voiceovers is something I'd really like to do, but uh, being involved in some sort of kid show. Like, it, mm -hmm. it was cool to be on the CBC Kids podcast, uh, Gary the Unicorn and uh, the Story Store, which is, it's available on uh, the podcast app if you want to, to entertain your kids. It's called the Triceracord. It's about a Triceratops that learns how to play the guitar, and I'm on that episode. But um, I'd like to do kids' books. So, and I actually have ideas for a series of kids' books, um, and I've reached out to an animator, hello, Evan, um, to... Uh, uh, help get some sample artwork done for those uh, those kids books. That's pretty so cool. That's probably what I would do next. I think I love that. That's awesome. All right, final question. Uh, well, first a comment from Lisa Ann. Uh, volleyball is just an evolved version of hockey. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Can you imagine getting decked with like a nice potato serve. <laughs> yeah. Again, broken evolved. wrist, broken nose. Yeah. And final question. Say all the teams have to fly out to a remote location to play the playoffs without spectators. Where should that be? Saskatoon. One place? Yeah, yeah. why not? Uh, why not? Why not? Hmm. I see. Yeah, here. Play, like, so it's any rank anywhere, right? In the whole world. While, while you think of that there. Where do you put them? Uh, I say Saskatoon just because they're such an underserved market on account yeah. of it's it's just not big enough. But I was so impressed with uh, the 
way they did the World Juniors and and everything. Uh, uh, you know, they keep putting it like in Canada or somewhere on the Canadian border. Like they, they did the World Juniors in Buffalo. But one thing everyone from out of town was blown away by is there was like a round robin or not even round rob robin. It was like a relegation game between the Czech Republic and Slovakia. And it was packed. Like the building was at least three quarters capacity for two teams that no one cares about. Yeah. Um, but everyone went to watch they want to see team slovakia versus team czech republic or latvia or whatever it was and this isn't the olympics where those teams like have a fighting chance this is the world juniors we're talking about teams losing like 10 12 to nothing to to like sweden and the usa and in canada and people were going there so saskatoon uh would be pretty cool and it would also be cool to do it in the middle of winter because i think when places are known for being cold you should go there when it's cold right I was just gonna say uh, Nova Scotia because they lost the the the, the women's tournament. And yeah. I feel like it's like, oh man, can we throw them a bone? Uh, but I think the women's tournament yeah. is scheduled to go back uh, in 2021. So right. I think it is going back there. Uh, but yeah, it's almost like yeah. you just sort you feel so bad for people that had something and then had it taken away, um, as many people have. Uh, and so it's kind of like that's sort of what I would have thought. But again, nobody can be there, so I would play where the Mooseheads play. Actually, Downtown. sorry, up, update on <clears> – <throat> sorry, I'm afraid to even cough now. Uh, update on a story that I started telling last show. So I got a few more details. There was uh, – so there was supposed to be a preseason game. I believe it was between the Toronto Raptors and the Cleveland Cavaliers. This was – it would have been in like 2003 or something like that, and it was supposed to be in St. John's, Newfoundland. And there was so much condensation on the court – that everyone's walking around, they, they put like two towels under the feet and they're just like shimmying around and trying to get the court dry enough for the players to play on so that it's safe. Well, they couldn't get it that way. So someone, I don't remember who it was, walks down into the middle of the court and they go, sorry, this game is postponed and the NBA, but the NBA will be back in St. John's, Newfoundland in about five years or something right. like that. And the whole crowd... Boo! And they never went back. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, that game was supposed to be LeBron James' debut. Oh, wow! If, if I'm not mistaken, I might be. Yeah, yeah. If I'm not mistaken, I, wow. I'd have to look that up again. That's just Adam Wilde off the top of my head. Romulus, Remus, yeah, man. Wolf listen, nipples. whenever someone's given an answer off the top of their head that they're clearly not prepared for, give them a breather. Like, give them a little bit of a break. All right. Yeah. Like that's the thing. Like, there, there's so much stuff that's thrown around on this podcast, and and you know, I get, I understand the need to correct and want, you know, people want to get right, but it's like, um, you know, at a certain point, you got to give humans an ability to just be human and not get everything right. I, I don't know anybody that's right all the time about everything. I, I just anyone. face my mic the right way. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, listen, we're working out the kinks, but we are going to continue this show. So that's it for today. Uh, we will be back on Sunday afternoon. Uh, we'll get a show up and running then. Steve will have his mic turned around the right way. We should be back uh, tomorrow what? at 11 when we're all playing NHL 23s. On a live, not a live stream. I don't have a camera, but uh, I can do that. Well, you'll just be able to. Oh, once your face, shut up. 
Sorry. All right. All right. Well, we can do that. I don't, I don't mind. Are you guys ready? I think so. Face. Yeah. Yeah. I may have what? to get up to time to time and just stop playing because of Everly. But if she's cool, then I'll 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 do it. Yeah. Eleven tomorrow morning. Yeah, man. Eleven. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, probably. I don't plan on being anywhere else. So. Yeah. Where are you yeah, going? Where are you, going? Going you sprung this on me. <laughs> Well, listen, guys, um, uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for continuing to tune into the show. It means a lot to us. It really does. And, uh, you know, we're going to we're gonna sort out whatever kinks we have with today's episode. It'll get better and better and better. It's our first remote. Um, yeah. And, you know, we mostly we would just ask you, um, even if you don't really think this is a serious thing, to take precautions hurts nobody. Um, and if you have the opportunity today to um, to just stay in, uh, wherever you are, take it, do it. It's not about you in this situation. It's about other people who may be affected by that. And great, uh, great one from my mom. She said, "If you can't remember the last time you washed your hands, it's been too long." That is an excellent no. one, Miss <laughs> yeah. Marilyn. So, wow, Atlantis to you, Alanis. sir. Uh, <laughs> my bad, my bad, my bad. <laughs> but, uh, but I forgot uh, off we, the top of my head. Uh, I do. I did did hear from several people who are in isolation right now. So um, you know, our best to you. Good health to everyone. Uh, stay safe, everyone, and we'll see you Sunday. And may, yeah, tomorrow too. The Steve Dangle podcast. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle at Adam W Y L D E and at Jesse Blake. Brought to you by Panago Pizza. Order at Panago.com and stuff your face with deliciousness. Connection complete.